Will it? Yes. This is going to be a spooky audition. 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 I don't know words. It's going to be a spooky show. We're talking about costumes, which is <laughs> one of my favorite things to talk about. And Halloween is gaudy Christmas. Yep. That's that's yeah. our time to shine. I love it. You know what I love particularly about living in L.A.? What? Is that L.A. celebrates or decorates like Halloween is Christmas. Oh, yeah. They go all out here. Right now outside my um, neighborhood, there is a giant 12-foot um, purple zombie on someone's roof. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, how'd yeah. you get that up thing up there? I don't know. It's not even blown up either. It's I just, love it. I love like it. It's like up there, like the guy had to go on the roof. Yeah. To do it. And then he has to keep it somewhere when he's not using it. Yeah, where do they put all I don't these know. decorations? Does everybody in LA There's have no storage? space here. I don't know. Nobody has God. yards. Yeah. And basements. No one has basements no, out here. No basements. Bunch of weirdos with your no basement storage, life. Storage, I guess. Yeah. It's because it's dry. It's also flood. It's earthquake country, but wouldn't that be where you'd want to hide? No in during an earthquake? Not if your house is gonna fall on you, no. That's true. Yeah, it's a bad place to be. Yeah. I'm thinking tornadoes. I'm pretty sure, I don't know this, not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that, that during an earthquake, you don't want to be in your basement. But on this note, hey, it's Gotti Positive. Hey, I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a comedian. And I'm Kat Eves, and I'm a stylist. And this is Gotti Positive, and where... Every week, we have a topic that we never get to. That's true. Wait, but our <laughs> tagline this week... Uh, weirdos win. The weirdos win. The weirdos win. We're both winners. Yeah. In our perspective fields. <laughs> sure. Whether or not we believe it, that's what we are. <laughs> you know. Depression and um, self-esteem uh, chase each other yep. constantly. It's real. Yes. I'm so excited for Halloween. I feel bad. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be. You know what? I am stuck between three things and I think really trying to decide if I want to spend the money that uh, I don't have on a costume. So. What is it? Um, well, okay. So one, so my husband and I often do couples. Yeah. Couples. That's why I want a boyfriend. I just want to do couples costumes. But you know what? After a while, here's the thing is like, there have definitely been times where I'm like, I don't want to do a couple. I have this other idea. Yeah. Like one year I was Iris Apfel and like, nobody. And that's when you break up. Nobody knows who, (laughs) yes. Nobody knows who Iris Apfel's husband is. No. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's like a rug dealer. Like he's not, he doesn't have a jewelry line at Macy's. Yeah. That was a good costume, though. No, but this year, I think... So he wants to do Big Lebowski and Maud, which I think is great. Like, at the same time? He'll be Big Lebowski. I'll be Maud. I mean, we could switch. That'd be like, fun, but. like the show Maud. No, no, no. Maud from Big Lebowski with the green robe. Oh, and, yes. Okay, I was yeah. thinking, yeah, like, you're on a the totally show Maud. Yeah, no. With B. Arthur. Yeah, no. I do show, want to right? be B. Arthur, though. I wonder how much it would take for me to convince Rob to be Dorothy on Golden Girls so that I could be Blanche. I want to be Delta Burke. Uh, I want to be Delta Burke just in life. But yeah, yeah actually, no, I want to be Blanche just in life. Like, no, I want to be Delta. I although, like, minus all the probably racist things. I don't know. They all, things. they're Southern, they're all. There's things. That's the thing. <laughs> Not the people in the South, they're all racist, just most of them. Just, you know. I've been to the South, I know. The best part is... All of California is, too. We just do it a different way. That is true. Yeah. We do it in a more fun kind of way. No. Is it was there is there fun racism? No. I think it's like we're clueless about it because we all think we're woker than we are. Oh, well, what do you... Is there a recent thing that happened? 
No, I'm just saying in oh, general. Oh, just in general? I mean, oh, I've yeah, definitely, definitely. I've definitely had things, you know, my blind spoits. Blind spoits? Your blind spoits. Yeah, blind spoits. Yeah. Blind spoits that sounds like a out. condition. You should get it looked at. <laughs> my blind spots pointed out. As we know, I have brain damage, so. Yes. That's what I default to. It but is true. But you do have to talk about your brain damage. I will. It has to do with lupus. It's not very interesting. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> not very exciting, but it's a thing. Anyway, what matters is I really want to convince my husband to be Dorothy so I can be Blanche and we can be Golden Girls, but, you know. You'd be two of the Golden Girls. Yeah, I know. We need two more. We need other people. I'm not... Millie could be one. Our dog could be one. Look, I'm not a Golden Girls fan. I know it's terrible to say. Oh. I just... Not not that I'm not a fan. Like, I don't like it. I just never had the time to really watch it. I just like the idea yeah, of living like, with my girlfriends and hanging out and chilling. I like the, I like the the fashion of that era. Yeah. For TV wise, mm-hmm. I think in general it was like boo, but yeah. that you know, um, designing women, Murphy yes, Brown. Yes, designing women and Murphy Brown for sure. Yeah. Oh, Murphy Brown, those the shoulders. Murph- oh, you could like She's back. She is back. I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's going to be like some, you know, Murphy Brown trying to figure out third wave feminism. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see Can how she well that do goes. it? They don't seem to have very many people of color on this new yeah. season, so I'm not sure they quite get it. It's definitely feeling like some white feminism I shit. really feel like it's still, I mean, Hollywood is still really just sucking a lot of dick at this whole diversity oh, thing. God, really. It's oh, really and true. now in the news, okay, I'm not going to get to the news. It's oh, too sad. I know. We all know what we're talking about, but Probably. we're going to stand with our, our trans brothers and sisters. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't tell you, last episode I talked about LA Fashion Week, which wasn't like the most exciting or wonderful experience I've ever had. There yeah. were lots of good things about it, but yeah. I had a bad experience with being fat shamed. Yes. But I had a really good experience the weekend before that, helping my friend Nick Casey with Equality Fashion Week, which is in the first, LA's first LGBTQ plus um, fashion show or fashion week. Yeah. And, that sounds um, amazing. It was Super empowering. You talked a little bit about it, but mostly you just liked the Elvis. Yeah, I did talk about it in a previous episode, but I mostly just talked about how hot I am for one of the models. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Call me. Which I think is what I talk about every yeah. episode. It's yeah. just like, do you know who I'd want to fuck? <laughs> Let me tell you. And it, it is it is Jonathan Van Ness. It is, John- you know what? I think everybody wants to fuck Jonathan Ben. Yeah, like I don't feel bad bit. about. I don't feel bad about that, and if I think that he would. Out, he would know that. Is it fucked up to say like if they could figure out to clone him into multiple different iterations, like Maybe. all of them would be hot? No, but they all have to have that mustache. Yeah. Oh, you know what? In the cloning, they all have that mustache. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe I can just, you know, die and come back. I'm just saying. I think he's maybe like, I'll can maybe be reincarnated. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to objectify him too hard, but it's difficult. He's beautiful and like lovely and has a life. He's got his lovely soul. Yes. Uh, can uh, can he be our patron saint? Uh, yeah. Today Just he's Jonathan Van Ness. This week's gaudy he, positive icon. Jonathan Van Ness. Fuck yes. I loved Gay of Thrones. Yeah. Which is he started. And so yes. he was at the improv doing a stand-up show. And he does stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, could I be any any better? Could it could I be any closer to this man? And um, he's just a beautiful soul. And one of those things where, like, he's one of those people where, like, I feel like he wanted to do something and people were probably like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, 
that's and actually... now we have Game of Thrones and Queer Eye and whatever else magical stuff he's gonna bring to the table. Can you imagine if Jonathan Van Ness wasn't gaudy positive? Like, can you picture it? How I mean, he'd still be br- he would he'd be still beautiful, look like a Civil War feel, general. <laughs> he, would, he would still look like it. He'd be beautiful, but maybe he'd be like a little angry. He'd be one of those people. You ever meet a person like this where they are like super? There's something about them, like they've got that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I'm practicing my French. Oh yeah, but there's also this like rain cloud. Like there's something a little evil about them, something a little dark about them that just makes you feel like. I wish that that person could just like step into their joy. Like you just, yes. I feel like I, I experience this more with men than I do with women, but also with women too. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. There's like some sort of toxins in there that like you just, they just have that presence of anger that walks in the room with them where you're like, ah, I feel like you're not getting to live, get to be who you are. And you're really angry about it. Yeah. I just met you and this is crazy, but could you please get a therapist and work that out? Cause we all would be better if you do. Do you know how scary it is to let go? hundred percent of that stuff. Totally. That is so scary to let go of it. It is so scary to, um, what is it? Um, the devil you don't know, mm-hmm. which is accepting yourself and finding your joy and mm-hmm. being a Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah. When you can just deal with the devil you do know. Well, and the other thing too is we talked about this um, quite a bit in the last episode about, you know, kind of like the myths of of making it. But I think one of the things that is really hard too is even after you step into your truth, it's not like rainbows appear and like fireworks go off. It's like, okay, now I'm really doing this. I mean, you've literally just stepped off the cliff. And so for, for moments in that free fall, you're going to feel like amazed. You're going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it's also going to be equally as terrifying. Yeah. It's always (laughs) going to be terrifying. Just know everything will be terrifying and hard. So just do it. Yeah, do it. But then, you know, it's whatever it is, unless it's like killing someone, like don't do that, please. No, don't do that. Killing someone or hurting anybody. Don't do it. But yeah, Jonathan Van Ness, he is a, he is, he doesn't know he's a friend of the show, but he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. I also want you guys to know my dog's in my lap and my hand is directly on her butthole. (laughs) And I'm real, like I'm, I'm, I'm very unhappy about it yeah. right now. Can you, you can't do anything about it. She fart, like she's not <laughs> moving. She's not, uh Her tongue is full out though. But she is farting onto my hand. She also. <laughs> I love this dog so much. She also has this way of turning and looking at you that is just like, she oh, are you going to move? Soul. Oh you yeah. move? You moving? Don't move. Oh, you plan on, you plan on moving? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to lose my shit. Lupe is our producer and our. <laughs> Movement cop. Lupe, how was the last... It was a good episode? Yeah, she's happy with she it. She didn't give a shit. She's, she she's gave like, a shit. You know what was good about it's that currently episode? on my hands. That's you what that shit is. You stopped and gave me treats a couple times. So many treats. I needed it. Sometimes you need oh, treats. Oh, Lupe, you're not going to You know what? Just remember, dogs now. can't do these things for themselves. That's true. Remind me to wash my hands after this <laughs> episode. Amazing. So it's costume time. Okay, so last year I had a pretty awesome costume. I was Russell Brand. Oh, so there's hero Russell Brand. My hero. Which did I tell the Russell Brand tale? I don't think you've told the story, and I hope you will. I will. So I have a very um, long and tumultuous relationship with Russell Brand that he doesn't know about. (laughs) Just me. But so there's a show that goes on called Sticker Treat. If you're listening to this, it was yesterday. I'm sorry. 
Um, and I was supposed to be on it. I was supposed to be um, <laughs> Aaron Bilber. Oh. So I was going to be a, a mix of Bilber and Aaron Burr. Okay. So it's a show where people dress up as comic as comedians and do their jokes. <laughs> so Aaron Bilber would have been great. That would have been great. Just ah, brilliant. Oh my gosh. Fucking this is a Hamilton guy. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's all I would do. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. That's really good. Bullshit. I don't know. What whatever. would you have worn for that costume? I would have gone all out and gotten an 18th century costume. Yeah, but what, what I have in your the costume? pieces. Okay. Oh, I know you do. So I would not have be wearing a tricorn hat. It's not even called that. I forget what it's really called. I would not wear that. I would be wearing um, a pair of, I would be wearing my, first of all, we'll start at the bottom. Got my shoes on. Okay. Yep. They have buckles. They're, they may, but not like pilgrimy buckles. Yeah, I don't know be, this shit, so I need you to just be fill nice. Me in. Leather shoes okay. or boots. Laces? I could also, if like, it depends. Am I Aaron Burr on the revolution, like in the revolution? Like, okay, but what are we talking about? Up? Are they laces? Are they slip ons? Like, what do people wear? They're probably slip ons. Okay. But you also have the lace up boots. Okay. okay. So how you did boots they sli- lace. But wait, how did they slip them on back then? Because there was definitely no elastic. You just had to make sure there were no rats in it. Okay. Well, step one. Or you would just use dead rats as shoes. No, no Ferdinand the rats in your <laughs> shoes. Step. Just slip your foot inside of the rat. Well, I'm sure there were laces or straps or Velcro or something. Okay. But yeah, no, there wasn't any. I didn't go really I deep mean, into the shoe were history. Laces and straps. Okay. No, I'm there were laces. Like, there were laces. I'm just trying to get the full picture. And like, yeah, but you had your shoes made for you. Do you yes, know what I mean? Like yeah, everything then cobbler. was custom made for you. Mm-hmm. So it was like you go to your cobbler and be like, hey, you have my imprints. And you'd be like, hell yeah, I do. Yes. Boom, there's your shoes. So then I would have on a pair of white calf socks because all gentlemen covered their calves but showed them off mm. yeah know? calves were sexy back then it calves was like were super sexy you like turn your little leg out oh my god if you expose your calves turn forget it out. about it you turn slut it. shit so then i would have on a pair of um uh breeches yeah what you would call them gotta have some breeches call have on the breeches which um my the ones i own are sailing they're from a sailor costume mm. like if i was an 18th century sailor so mm-hmm. they actually have button flap in the front to pull my dick out oh i think it's good that you have all of these because you never know when breeches are going to come back and you never know you never and they're it's always time. coming back and stuff they haven't had a comeback in a while i think it's time i think they're going to come back for women yeah not for men. No, for men too. You think so? Yeah. I think men are going to start wearing football costumes as day-to-day wear. They're not oh costumes. They're God. uniforms. They're but, just, you know, they're costumes to me. They're so great. This hate. is going to be a good tangent for me when I talk about uh, male strip clubs later. So. Yes. But, Ooh. Yes. Firemen. But keep turning me on with these britches. Breaches. So he's wearing the breeches, britches, whatever you call them. Um, then I would have on a chemise, okay, or a, you know, work shirt, white. Yeah. Which, by the way, in the 18th century, no one went without their jacket. So I would have a jacket and I'd have a, a waistcoat as well, which would be the vest part. I have a question. What kind of fat, like what kind of materials are they using at this time? Because it's it depends, not polyester. It depends on the on the time of the year. If it's summer, oh. you're doing cottons, you're doing linens, you're doing mm-hmm. muslins, okay? Mm-hmm. If it is the winter, you are doing wool. Ugh. Okay? Lots Ugh. of wool. Um, you could do silks. I mean, you can really yeah. do... It's thick cotton. This 
This costume specifically, I'm guessing it's probably fall wear for mm-hmm. Aaron Bilber. Mm-hmm. He'd be in probably like a, a light wool, you know, just yeah. a comfortable light wool. Just a, just a light Maybe wool Maybe a wool sweater. linen blend. Who knows? Yes. Did they blend them back then? I don't know. You also had brocades. Probably not. You had jacquards back there too. Maybe they did. We should look into that. Ooh, you did. You had yeah. jacquards? Yes. Ooh, it's uh, so hot. You had, um, uh, there's really great lady patterns but mm. like flowers and mm-hmm. a lot of like even colonial native american um motif not motifs but like the like i had a dress on the freedom trail that was a specific flower like native american like she said it was like a native interesting american kind of print of mm. flowers from that time yeah so it was a colonial era print on this dress so they had mm-hmm. printed fabrics as well mm-hmm. Um, and I'd probably have some buttons on and then I'd have a jabot, which would have just been like a wrapped piece of fabric around my neck. It wouldn't have been like that yeah. fuffy lace bullshit. Got to wrap a fabric on Only the elite wore lace. Commoners like hmm. Bill Burr, uh, Bill, Aaron Bill Burr would <laughs> Bill not. Burr, that commoner, <laughs> that commoner com- comedian. Would not have wore lace. Okay. Okay. So stop this fucking bullshit lace stuff. No, this lace okay. was not And happening. again, no one wore their jackets outside unless they were working. How often did they wash their clothes? Not a lot. Yeah. Everyone smelled real bad back yeah. then. How do you think it was just like I think you're just used to it. Like the Febreze commercial is Do you know that we smell like spoiled we milk to all. people? Yeah. He, Americans smell like spoiled milk. Oh. Yeah. It's all the dairy we eat. Pretty much. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But well, I mean, I always smell my natural odor. Um is spoiled it's milk. Spoiled so, milk? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to make cheese. <laughs> um I made cheese today. Oh, your own? It's in my body. Oh. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Guys, that's, I didn't make cheese. That's weird. All right, but guys are making dick cheese all day. I went to a different, yeah, it dick was a different cheese. place. Clean your dip. dicks, guys. So Clean that's what I would cheese. wear. And then and then last year, I was Russell Brand. Yes. And then I was a guy, and it was just a great, I make a really hot looking dude. I want to see this. Like, I also want to see your Russell Brand costume. Can you tell, can you describe Russell Brand this, costume please? is a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Tight, t-shirt. Tight jeans. Tight jeans. I mean, all jeans on me are t- tight. Let's yeah. be real. Oh. Um, a True. black t-shirt, a yeah. long pendant of some kind. Yes. Um, uh, Buddha did you beads. you expose your chest hair? Because he, he does that. Oh, okay. Not for this one. This is was more conservative. Was it a low V? This is, it was a V-neck. Okay. But this was a more um, conservative doing his book tour, Russell Brand. Oh, the book tour where he was kind of an ass to you? Yes. And then later. I mean, he was always kind of an ass to me. No, the first one was a concert. The second one was oh. the book tour. Where I was like, oh, this guy's a, might be a psychopath. I kind of want you to not share the story for a few episodes so we make people keep listening to hear it. Oh, you'll hear. I'll do the really first good. part of the Russell Brand. I'll yes. do the first Russell good. Brand part. Sequel. To be continued. Okay, good. So, and then I wore a leather jacket from H&M that I forgot to return. So now I have a, a size medium <laughs> men's leather jacket. Perfect. As if you anyone do. wants it. So the first time I knew about Russell Brand was 2008. It was the mm. first year I started doing stand-up. I was living in England. And people were like, check out this guy. And I was like, wow, what a babe. I can do that. <laughs> so... Cut to November of that year. He just had Sarah Marshall come out. He's blowing up in the States. He is going to be in New York doing taping his hour special. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm getting tickets. Got ticks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was so excited to go. I like planned this whole thing. I was going to meet him. He's going to fall in love with me. He's going to be like, oh my God, Jenny, you're so cool. <laughs> you're so just with it. You're not like these other girls, which I feel like everyone has that moment. Ah, uh, this is why you can like, it's, you can't, it's so hard to meet your heroes. Oh, you're just like, they're going to think I'm different. They're yeah. not. Like I was at the Father John Misty concert in New Orleans. Oh, oh no. And I was so mad that there were all these tall dicks in front of me. Cause I was like, how is he going to see me singing all the <laughs> lyrics to the songs? But you didn't try to meet him, did you? I've already met him. Oh, and? I, so I met him. He played years ago after his first album at like the Bell House in Brooklyn. Mm. And I chased him around the venue <laughs> to get a picture with him. It might still be on my Twitter. Wow. So I'll try to find it. Yeah. But he was not happy about it. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm in love with him, even though he's probably human garbage, but I love him. That's so, guess, yes. So uh, saw the show. If you watch his DVD, the Russell Brand DVD of that show, mm. I am in it five times in oh, the audience. Wow. I'm the first audience member you see. I stand up when he comes out, which actually that was shot at the end of the show. Oh, right. There it is. I just like picture you like a Snapchat filter though. When he walks out on stage, like I just picture like rainbows coming out of your mouth. Pretty your, much. Like, That's exactly how I felt. Giant and glowing. You're oh, so excited. I was so excited. You don't understand. I think I probably cried. I don't even know why I liked him that much. He's got a weird face. I don't even find him that attractive. But he's just he's got <laughs> he's, that it. He's got swagger. He's got swag. He's got that he's a dandy. He's, he's got fun. that prince vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, that just like, what are they? Everyone should read this the um artist seduction. It talks about all the seductive um like people like uh who you are seductively. Mm. And it's like the dandy that's like a Russell Brand, a prince. What is this? this is a book? Yeah, the artist this seduction. Is a self-help, the self help book about seducing people. But like we all seduce. Sure. You know what I mean? Like sure. you have to seduce. There's like the the coquette, there's like oh, the yeah. innocent child. Like there are these specific archetypes of seduction I'm all of that them. everyone is. I think everyone is at some point. Yeah, I right? think I don't know. I think I want to be a dandy, but I'm probably more of like a, wait, I'll give you a ride but wait. <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> You'll love me because I'm stable. Yeah. You'll love me because I'm always here to give you rides <laughs> yeah. and money. Pretty much. Um, That's, yeah, that, well, that's sad. But I just wanted to ask, which Sex in the City character do you think Russell Brand would be? <laughs> Definitely a Samantha. He's definitely a Samantha. I'm just saying, like, you you know, there's a whole book about the art of seduction. Well, really, it's just four characters. It's four. We're going to have an episode where we talk about this art of seduction. It's very gaudy positive. People need to know. I'm into this. People need to know their seduction type. It's really like, what are your strengths? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you fuck with people? How you fuck with people? Yeah. So, afterwards... I wait outside with Russell Brand. I have a note written for him talking about how oh. I love him so much. Oh. And he inspired me to do stand-up. Oh, no. And at the end of it, I put, by the way, you can put it in my butt. No, you didn't. I did. No, I you said didn't. that. Oh. As a joke, I was like, it's really funny. <laughs> so we all wait outside. He's in this really shitty little trailer. And then he comes out. And there are all these other girls. And everyone mm-hmm. goes crazy, right? And he's like... Hello, thank you. Oh, thanks for coming out. Thank you. 
oh, I love you. I love you. And like <laughs> girls are giving him books and being like, you inspired me to do meditation. Oh, my God. And he's God. like, oh, the light in me recognizes the light oh in you. Oh, my God. Just garbagey bullshit. Right. He gets to me and I'm like, Russell, I just want to tell you I really love you and inspired me to do stand-up again. And I was hoping I could do some time for you. Oh, oh And then no. it got weird. Yes. And then he goes, he goes, I don't have time to have sex with all these people, let alone listen to your bit. <laughs> he said wow. that to me. That is brutal. So brutal. And he looked at me and he goes, Rude. look, okay, you're doing comedy. Tell the truth. Be truthful. The truth will set you free. Be honest. Be truthful. Be a truth. Find truth. Talk about... <laughs> like, he literally did Just, that. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. No, I believe it. And then he made out with the girl next to me. That's awful. Yeah. You know what's funny? Is I did I'm... not give him the note, though. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. I maybe did. I don't remember. Oh, I hope you did. I don't know. I, like, don't want him to have that. Although I hope he, he keeps doesn't. it in a scrapbook somewhere. She said I he could put it in it a bum. He ripped it up and smoked it. I want to put it in a bum. Well, I have a question. I mean, what? is that offer still on the table now? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. He listens to this probably. Oh, yeah, he will. He will. He's so, going to hear it. TV continued. I'll tell you guys the second encounter I had with Russell Brand. Yeah, but that's a future episode. Yeah. Right. That'll probably be next week. <laughs> That'll be one we're talking about some other thing that we never get to. And then I'll be like, Russell Brand. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Elton John at some yeah. point in that because I love Elton John. Oh, he'll be the next He's my guy positive icon. So. Looking ahead. So, yeah. So, this year, though, I just, I don't know what I'm going to be. Yeah. Oh, no. You have no idea. None. Well, I don't. And maybe I'm going I can to a dance party. Some ideas. Oh, on Halloween. Yes. And so I got to look good. I kind of like last year I went as a guy to this dance party. Okay. And it, look, I looked really good. Not going to lie. I had my own friends look at me, be attracted, and then realize who it was. (laughs) And then be like, oh no. (laughs) Like I had a friend who was like, I can't. That's good. Yeah. My friend was like, I can't look at you, Jenny. Well, I I was like, why? And she's like, you're my type right now. Gender And I can't do it. And I was like, yeah. I've always wanted to be a drag king. Always. So this is an interesting thing too. And I'm not qualified to talk about this. I think we should bring somebody in to talk about it. But like, um, you know, it is sort of a confusing thing. Like I do wonder how people who are trans um, feel and, and, you know, across the gender spectrum feel about seeing people who are obviously like cisgendered be like, I'm dressing as a man for Halloween. Like, is that weird? I don't know. I dressed as a man a few times. So I don't think I don't think I was it a is. really bad Elton John. I'm sure you and were. also a really good one. It's just that my <laughs> boobs get in the way of being Elton John. It's a problem. I think I mean I, I think that yeah, it's it's not an offensive thing. Yeah. I think. I don't I think don't so. I don't think that dressing up I mean that's that's I don't the think fun so. of Halloween is yeah. like what because also too, I guess to me what a man and a woman is ideally like what my idea of it and like the construct of which I live in it mm-hmm. is different than a transgendered person. Yeah. So when I play when I'm a man, I'm encapsulating that that masculinity that mm. um whatever it is that is the opposite of what I am in my normal life. Mm-hmm. Right? And it is it was I'm not going to lie, it was kind of like this like yeah. I went up to the bar and people moved Oh, wow. Because people thought I was a man enough for enough of a minute to make it a change. Yeah. Because it was so dark in the club. I had a beard on. Mm-hmm. And I like, 
I put that beard on piece by piece. Like I wow. spear gum the shit out of that yeah. thing. But yeah, like I could, I felt different and I yeah. felt that I was being treated differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in some ways because people thought that I was a man. I mean, just, I was like a chubby dude, you yeah. know? Well, a I mean, short, that's a chubby bearded guy. Like, that's a, I mean, that's a whole other conversation when we have guest people and I think it would be a really good discussion because, you know, so much about body positivity is about, it's about living your truth, right? Yeah. And, um, trans identity, anybody who is, um, has the courage, the bravery, whatever to step out and the be whatever, trans, really. the whatever, the whatever, <laughs> the, the like greatness yeah. to go out and, and, and express the, you know, that truth, you know, it's whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, no big deal. Just like very, you know, difficult. And- Just like getting out there and risking <laughs> death and yeah. I mean, what, like, you know, I've eaten peanut the butter before. Okay. It's the same. <laughs> Same as eating peanut butter. Are you for allergic sure. to peanut butter? Have, no, but like, but like, have you ever had it without sticky. water present nearby? <laughs> peanut butter on its own, pretty tough. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. not the same. But you know, it's it's definitely like for anybody who's who talks about like with trans identity, the concept of passing and things yeah. like that. Like you were able to pass as a man and go in and feel the power of that. But then I think there about are like, some that don't pass at all. Yeah. And it's, it and is harder for them. And there's people who don't want to pass. Like it's not yeah. even about that. And so that's a really interesting thing too. Like, I think it is interesting that I was talking to a friend about this who I'd love to have on the show, but it is an ever changing and evolving thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it really is. It's like you kind of get the dictionary to express yourself. Mm. And that's, that's what, I think is really freaking some people out is they just, they don't want to add more words to their dictionary. It's like, it's a, it's a anxiety that I'm not going to pretend it doesn't exist, but I don't understand it. I don't understand other people's anxiety about somebody's gender, like somebody's gender identity does not, I don't, it's, it's a hard one for me to relate to. I will be, I will be honest with it with you on this is that sometimes I have felt that, urge in me that's just like I don't understand this and then it fight like I can feel it fighting do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I feel it fighting where it's like I don't understand this and it gets defensive and I have to like really take a step back and be like this has nothing to do with this other person yep or this person who wants to be called by this or be seen as this Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with them this has Mm -hmm. everything to do with me yep and my fear of not being understood, hmm. which I feel is like the same fear they have. Is it also a fear of you not understanding them? It's a fear of not understanding. It's mm-hmm. a fear of not being understood that I don't understand. And it's mm-hmm. a fear of, I think of that I, a lot of people have that, um, that keeps all of us down is this, well, I was treated a certain way Mm -hmm. why do i have to treat you a certain way Mm -hmm. which i feel like it must just be some kind of weird wiring that we all have for survival of like i can't anxiety around yeah well if i like if i have to worry about um saying something offensive or if i have to worry about um, using the wrong pronoun or something, then like I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to have yeah. that anxiety. That's yeah, interesting. I, I, I never think, really thought about it that way. Yeah, I think it is just it's something that's just like innate, kind of built yeah. in ourselves that you gotta like. 
it's a little power through. It's partly selfish, but it's also partly like it, it is. I mean, you know, and I will say too, I definitely struggled with that in the beginning. I know that in my history, I have said transphobic things. Yeah. I know that I have said homophobic things. But at the time we didn't, I feel like at the time we didn't know. I didn't know. And I, you know, I'm not going to excuse the behavior, right? It's like everybody grows. But I think now I have, um, I'm really lucky to have, uh, a large number of people. I don't know. What's a large number. I have, I have people in my life who are trans. Yeah. And across the gender spectrum. And I have friends who've come out recently as trans who are exploring their gender identity. I have a friend whose child is figuring out what their gender identity really looks like. And um, it's, I, I, so I think I've had enough, I I don't want to say the word exposure, that sounds weird, but like I've been around it, uh, around diverse people of diverse genders enough to like, feel very comfortable and not think twice about it. In fact, I mean, really what I think about is always like, how can I be better? Like I like researching, um, news and science and, um, like all of the sort of like changes that happen sociologically and everything else around trans identity. That's something that's like become kind of a passion of mine. I don't know if I would say it's like a huge passion, but I just, I'm interested in like how I can be a better ally, I guess. But yeah. You know, I also just like fighting with people on the internet. And so, right. Okay. That's right? not a good I thing. I try not you to fight. stop. I don't actually like fighting with people on the internet, but when, but that is one of the particular issues that when people post something that's like transphobic or whatever, like I am ready. I yeah. literally have like, I have data and I have stories and I have arguments like ready to go but in my phone. The, or my that's computer. again, the thing, mm-hmm. the, the thing we talked about last week about you can give people all the facts you want. Yeah. And it and it's it's so tied to some kind of weird, and I think it is tied to they are upset that they were that they had to live by certain standard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now that someone else doesn't have to live by that, yeah. it upsets them. It's like, you know, it's like the thing of like, well, I was hit as a kid. Why wouldn't I? Like, I'm not gonna hit my kid. Like, right. I know it's not it's a it's a leap to do to do that example, but right. It makes that sense of like you were brought up in systematic uh, oppression to see the next generation not brought up with that. You're going to have a lot of fucking fucked up feelings from that. Right. I think that like you're right. And I also I mean, all of that is true. I also think there's something where like this fear that people have of trans identity is also rooted. Again, we talked about like survival, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that there's this uh, strange sort of like lizard brain aspect of our of our brains that's like, I see and want to remember the world this way. Yes. It's like when people say, things were so much easier in the 50s. And we're going to be that way when oh, we're Oh, yes, old. we are. When our granddaughters bring home a nice robot to fuck, <laughs> we're going to be very, you know I don't what? want robot right. You know what? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> But I think the thing is, like, it's the same thing as when you see people who are like, ah, oh, it was so much easier in the 50s. And it's like, no, it fucking wasn't. Like, no, women couldn't get bank accounts without their husbands. Like, yeah. there were all kinds of, like, everything was awful for people of color. <laughs> like, yes. It was terrible. But the way that yeah, people remember it. support one family yeah. on a, one man's salary. <laughs> but what they remember is, like, there's, like, this natural thing where your brain wants to try to remember it differently because it's yeah. easier, right? Like, it's we don't want to live in our trauma necessarily, yeah. right? So maybe so our brain sort of 
shifts things a little bit and and we remember life in the 50s as being exactly like leave it to beaver you know it's not yeah. true and i think that like uh, my theory is that there's like a little bit of that going on when people are feel that sort of like confusion about seeing somebody who's trans is that it's this feeling of um like oh i don't know like the the norm that i have is that there's men and there's women and that's it and where you're born a man or a female or a woman but then it's like okay well now we're also ignoring an entire population of people which are intersex people who yeah you know like throw all of that into chaos well it's the intersex it's also just on a chromosome level is you can have xxy you can have xxx you can have xxx you can have so many different variations in the chromosomes of your sex right that may not express themselves visually right so but so then what do you do that's that's the fucked up thing about this well thing thing that's happening now something like 60 plus there's actually like 60 plus different gender differentiators like we're not two. We've never been two yeah. genders, but that's the that is the structure that we've built, and we've put so much in our society yeah. around those two things that I think it's also hard for people sometimes because. And I'm also, by the way, not apologizing for anybody feeling this way. Like, fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> right? But like in trying to understand it, I think it's like these, uh, so that I can dismantle it, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that there is this thing of like people feeling they're, they're part of that anxiety comes from this like, no, but I, I am a girl and you're a boy and that's the structure I know. And so much of our lives is built around that structure. I mean, yeah. I just talked about how because women that's couldn't what's get gonna bank sell. accounts. I mean, like, I'm sorry. That's what's going to sell. You it's know what I mean? Like, sell. You, like you can't, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you move products if you have the two genders. It's very right? capitalist. It's extremely capitalist. The gender all binary is. is all capitalist. Yeah. All of it. But is. it's like, I watched, um, there's a, a show called Love and Sex. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's fun. And, um, you know, in India, they have three genders and they've yeah. always had three genders and it's always, it's, you know, and, but to say that the people who live more of a trans identity don't uh, face the same fears as they do in the U S is not true. And yeah. a big reason for that though, is because of British imperialism and that impact on Indian culture. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, very, it's basically like the gender binary is tied up in racism. It's tied up in imperialism. It's tied up in capitalism. Just like it's all the like, like diet culture and homophobia. I mean, it's all the bad isms. All this stuff, I mean, all those things are just to keep you down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, we got into it. We got, yeah, we did. Costumes. Does everybody need to feel good? Let's go back. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you how I want to wear a duty suit for Halloween. (laughs) You're a duty suit? Well, so, so, okay. Really good opportunity to talk about one of the most gaudy positive designers of all time. Okay. Nudie. Tell me about Nudie. Okay. So Nudie. Oh, is Nudie the suit guy? Yes. (gasps) Yes. First of all. Nudie's original, uh, like, uh, showroom, like place, you know, shop, whatever, uh, is right around the corner from where I live. I'm not going to say my address, but it's very close. And I'm like, I could have been walking distance, but it's, I think it's like a CVS now. Like, of the options on that corner. Yeah, of the options on that corner, there's like a cricket wireless, (laughs) (laughs) a dollar store. CVS living. I'm living in the fancy part where there's a dollar store and, and a cricket wire and live wires above your house. <laughs> Power lines. Yeah. So that's so cool that it's there. Yeah. So what's the duty suit? 
Okay, so last night I was at dinner. Because that means poop. You didn't know that. Um, right? I, I'm familiar. Yeah, no, that's the idea. So last night I was at dinner with a group of friends at, uh, my friend hosts this event called the Six Sad Supper Club. Yeah. And uh, she, I don't remember if it was her or her husband, Sam, but one of them, we, we were talking about nudie suits and how <laughs> he tried to buy one once. Um, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole if I go into that. But he okay. tried to buy one once and for very interesting and terrible reasons, he did not buy that nudie suit um, because it uh, belonged to Spade Cooley, who is awful. And I won't get into that story. That's terrible. Okay. Um, wait, give it make, okay, me a wait. quick run Here's what I'll Cooley. say. If you want to know why Spade Cooley is awful, listen to the podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones. All right. That, make, that's, that tells me enough. Yeah. <laughs> there's an episode about... Uh, he was the king of Western swing and he was terrible and he killed his wife in one of the most brutal and awful <gasps> gruesome ways I've ever heard. What? Terrible. Yes. Was it the suit? Did he kill her in the suit? I think he might have. No. I actually don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, you'll have to listen to the episode. The okay. show is called Cocaine and Rhinestones. It's brilliant. Okay. Um, it's so good and awful. That episode though is really, really traumatic. And if you... Have any trauma in your history or sensitive to that? It, this literally every I think he even says every trigger warning possible <laughs> should go off for you. So only listen to if you if you want to know about torture. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, so. so but nudie so nudie was this amazing designer in L.A. and you know his uh, his shop was in North Hollywood and all of the big stars so Elvis, um, Dolly Parton, yeah. all the big country stars. Everybody was wearing a nudie suit back then. Elton John had a nudie suit. Like, Which, if you go to Graceland, he has all his suits. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. The, the wardrobe part of Graceland? That's the only reason to go. Unreal. That's the whole reason I went to Dolly Dollywood. Yeah. Her, oh, just her dresses? Her dresses. Oh. Her little feet. Oh, my God. Her tiny little feet. She's so tiny. I was Dolly Parton for Halloween one year, and everybody thought I was Marilyn Monroe, and I was, I was offended. I mean, that's still... That's if fine. you're going to be an icon... I mean, you're still a pretty sexy icon. I stuffed, like, 25... <laughs> Pairs of socks in my bra, and people still thought I was Marilyn Monroe. Really? I was like, my tits are out to, you know. <laughs> Which era Dolly Parton were you? Um, Short 80s. Hair? 80s. I had, uh, yes, it was, yeah, it was a curly wig. To be fair, it wasn't, it was probably more Dolly than it was Marilyn, but I don't really think it looked like anybody. I was in college and used stuff I already had in my closet. No, oh, okay. I was a Mozart for my first year of college. Oh. I made the whole costume. Again, yes. back to the 18th century. And... Everyone thought that I was um, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, because I was trigger. I was That's tw- I was eighteen trick or treating around oh um, Beacon Hill, which is the or, or Bunker Hill, which is like the really really rich famous part of town of Boston. Okay, and so I was going around. People were like, "Oh, look at you, you little Thomas Jefferson!" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm Mozart. I'm Mozart. Goddamn, I'm it. also eighteen. <laughs> But I had a mask on, so no one knew. But I did have nice titties. That's if you probably brought why. a piano. I went to John Kerry's house. Oh, you And his did. wife was giving out full candy bars. I remember her looking at me and being like, hmm, really? <laughs> and I was like, I waited in line, bitch. You give me that full size Snicker bar. <laughs> you know what? Don't discriminate. Let those kids hold on to their childhood. Yeah. And candy. And candy. Maybe she was fat shaming you. You think she was fat shaming you? Definitely. John Kerry's yeah, white fetching. Bitch. <laughs> she is the heir to Heinz ketchup. 
they all are over there I in know. Massachusetts. They're all heirs in Massachusetts. I know. Okay. Well, the only reason I know that is because I'm from Maryland, which is outside of D.C., and, you know, you know stupid shit about the all the important people. Who- there was a, in Brooklyn, there was, I think it was the Heinz Farm. They oh. have one of the old farms there oh. that's still does farm Lots stuff. Lots of happy Maybe. tomatoes. Happy little tomatoes. I, you know, growing up, living in Massachusetts was pretty dope if you love history. Yeah. It was just like, we used to go around Brookline and just look at all the old houses, which one of the new kids in the block, I knew exactly where he oh, lived. Oh, wow. We used to pass his house a lot. You should be a new kid for Halloween. No. Wait, which, al- which new kid would you be if you were going to be I one? don't even know them. I just Damn knew it. that he lived there. Donnie is the answer. Oh, I never listened to them. Well, Donnie was the only answer. I'll probably just be Jonathan Davis <laughs> from Core. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, uh, no. Ooh. I don't know. I don't is think, that good? I don't know. Would you... I don't think I'm going to be anything this year. Hmm. No, you will. We're going to figure it out on okay. this show. We'll but figure it out. So here's this, the thing. So I had so a... this duty suit. So I, so this I want suit. a nudie suit anyway. Yes. But... um. My friend's husband said something along the lines of, what about a duty suit? Or maybe my husband said it. it sounds like yeah. a thing he would say. Who knows? One of the husbands was it's, saying I think Rob things. said duty suit. Doesn't even matter who I definitely said it. imagine him saying it and then being real chuffed about it. Oh, I think he would be so stoked. <laughs> Anytime Rob makes a pun, he just like is very, very pleased with himself. <laughs> um, to be fair, he named this show. So yes, that's he true. He is the king of gaudy okay. positivity, technically. Um. No, I, well, he, he made a Regent. joke about what okay. about a, a duty suit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I bet I could find suit? some sequin poo emoji patches. And you know what? I found them. You I found did? them online today. I did. You found sequin? Sequin emojis. Sequin poo emoji. And you're going to make a suit out of that? Yeah. And I, you know what else? There were multiple options. You know what? That's going to be a great costume. I, I have no doubts. Yeah. I don't know if anyone really is really going to understand. Nobody's going to understand it, but it at I all. like it. I am very used to having Halloween costumes that I have to explain. What was your favorite one that I had to explain? No, that you ever did. I don't know. I really liked Iris Apfel. Um, I really liked. I had there was one. Okay, the year that Lou Reed died. Yeah, I had the perfect hair to be Andy Warhol. So you went as Andy Warhol? I was Andy Warhol, and Rob was a, was the banana from the Lou Reed album. What? So That's I think that so was a good, good... That was a good... That is so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so when you put us together, it was like, oh, shit. When you put us together, it was like, oh, Lou Reed, you know? But like that separately... so good. Just a banana, and I was pretty obviously um, I had Andy a, I had a boyfriend who people thought looked like Brad Pitt, like we would get stopped. Oh yeah, hot yeah. I can I can pull him in good sometimes. Oh yeah, but we went one year as uh, he was Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards, oh. and he looked exactly like him. Damn, and I was the Jew Bear. Oh my god! I just carried around a bloody bat. We looked good. That's perfect. I mean, he looked so good. Ugh. Speaking of yeah, speaking of reenactments. Yes. I have a tale to tell you. Oh, I can't wait. So, okay. As we all know, Jenny Z is always on the lookout, trying to find love, <laughs> trying to find something. Enough you go third person in the process. So. I like it. So my friend back in Minnesota, friend of the show, Heidi, um, she sent me this person's profile that said they were a historical reenactor. 
Mm-hmm. Specifically, World War One, World War Two. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. great times in America. Wait, what country? I'm getting to that. Okay, all right. So, oh, shit. oh no. So, um, and he, I looked at his profile. And I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like, give him my number. Just yes. was like a joke. I was like, just swipe on him and be like, some girl in LA likes you, thinks you're cute, whatever. So she does. They match, mm-hmm. and she tells him this. And he's, he's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll talk to her. Mm-hmm. So he, he creeps on me on the Instagram. He texts me and is like, this is so crazy and weird. And I was like, yeah, this is really weird. I really didn't think you would bite. And he goes, no, well, uh, the other day I was watching the um, Conan of him being a Confederate soldier. And when that clip ended, your clip came on. Oh. So he watched my clip, and then the next day, my friend was like, you should meet my friend Jenny. Wow. Yeah, like crazy. So you're getting married. I'm not getting married. Um, That's kismet. I mean, it's crazy. That is crazy. And then he did uh, tell her, was like, what if I marry <laughs> What if I not marry this girl? <laughs> and then I, I jokingly was like, what if I marry this guy? And so... So he does historical reenacting, war reenacting, which I am a huge fan That's of. That's a big like, panty I'm, dropper for you. It's like, look, I'm weird. I am, I'm very gaudy, okay? Mm-hmm. I am super liberal, you know, uh, just loving all different types, everyone. But mm-hmm. also, like, I was telling him, like, sometimes you just want to, you know, let go of the burden of feminism and just be property, you know, just put me in a corset, just put me in a tight corset. You know what? Take away my rights just that, for an hour. Just for an just hour. For and an then hour, you give please. them back to me and I am the boss. Then I'm good. But you know, it's like, I feel like it's almost like people are into BDSM because they need to let go of control. I mean, there's people are into BDSM for lots of different reasons. Yeah. I think as they say, do not yuck my yum. And there's a, I will be honest, there's a, I hate that saying, first of yeah. all. It's gross. That one makes me. Ugh. It is a gross yuck and also, my yum. there are things that I will just admit I like am not comfortable with on that whole like fetish level. But yeah. I yours doesn't bother me. It sounds like. It's, it's fun. And it's, it's not even, for, for the most part, it's not sexual. But I just like, I love costumes. Mm-hmm. I love dressing up. And I love, you know, embodying that time period. That's just what I do. But yep. also, fuck, I would never want to be born in that time Hell period. No. Yeah. no, thank you. No, leave it to Beaver for you. Right? Like, what a great, what a great privilege that I have that I was born here that I can reenact other times. Wait. Yes. Also, there's a joke. There's a pun in there somewhere about there's leave something. it to Beaver. Uh, yeah, something there in is. there. Something in there with sexual fetishes. You'll find it later. I mean, I always find my sexual fetishes. (laughs) So we're talking, and I'm like, oh, you do World War II? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what What do you do? Mm. And he's like, I do it. I do all of it. And I was like, oh. He's like, so he's like, I'm a GI. I'm a Soviet. And he's like, and I'm also a German. And I was like, oh. Oh. Now, Now, being a Soviet's not much better. Look, I've already encountered some World War Two historical reenactor Nazis, yeah, out in Williamsburg, Virginia, or yeah. Yorktown. So I already had known a deal, but he was so I was like jokingly, I'm like, I'm a Jew. We could have some fun role playing with oh this one. God. Oh my god! Right, you gotta 
make it fun. And he didn't laugh at all. No, no he he know. was like if that. He, he's yeah. like that would be funny. And what did I said? Oh be like, God. I'd be like, look, I'll just hide under a floorboard. And you can just masturbate. Oh over my me. God! Which I know it's dark. That's also <laughs> a really great art piece. I forget the artist where um, he's under floorboards and he's masturbating mm. while you're on top of the floorboards. Mm. It's a video project. Okay, I'll figure out the artist. But it's very interesting. So then, but then he's like, no, 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 I just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm really into the collecting and, and I, I'm not like one of the bad guys. I'm not like an SS oh, no. Here's how it guy. Starts. Like I'm just, I, I'm just I'm like an infantry. Ones. Like I'm just a low level infantry. I'm just one of the good Nazis. Right. I'm just one of the, just got wrapped up in the wrong. Oh, Jesus. He's <laughs> and a, in my he's head. He's like slightly, a, he's a slight Nazi apologist is what you're saying. He's not being a Nazi apologist. He's I mean, being slightly. a apologist for his costuming choices. Uh. But then I was like. Oh, you're like a low-ranking Nazi? Does like, he allow himself not... to get killed? What? Does he allow himself to get killed? I think they do get killed, yeah. Fast? Is he like, you know what? We should all die. <laughs> I mean, they all die eventually. I don't know. I'm just saying. I Look, I'll get into this, but I did what at one point I was like, uh, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not, like, I get that he's trying to be like, I'm really not that bad. I'm not like one of the bad <laughs> Nazis. But I'm also like, if I'm going to fuck a Nazi... It's going to be a high-ranking one. Okay, uh, not a rankless excuse me. infantry. T- like, uh, what? Nothing less I'm going to than the top, like, okay? Look, I don't know who you think I am, but I'm at least an Ava Braun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm get, oh, I'm infiltrating. Jesus. All right? That would be our role play, is I'm infiltrating. And then at the end of our sweet, sexy sex session, I'll get one of those stabby knives that go in, you and then I'll pretend him. to stab you. You have to give him that like would a be the role play. Yeah. yeah, I'll give him a sign. It'll just I'll probably just give him like a a sugar pill, but then he'll yeah. pretend that he dies, and then I'll be like, "Oh no, my only love sprung from my <laughs> only hate." Oh my god. <laughs> Romeo, wherefore art thou? But like, look, I get Nazi it. Nazi soldier. I get it because you cannot you if you're doing reenactments, which are fun. There, it's fun to see the history of it. Yeah, and a lot of those guys are really in it to like live like those soldiers did. I'm gonna like, say that I don't. I actually don't feel like I understand. There's never been a part of me that's been like, I want to be a part of a war reenactment. Can you give me more insight? Yeah, on that? I mean, like why? I think the more modern ones like World War II, Vietnam, they have Vietnam reenactors. People who. Wow. Yeah. So, like, you, your uncle could just be going to this event, like, I'm going to go see some 18th century colonial. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Well, that's awful. Yeah. And they were the creep. So, I went to this thing I called the Military of the Ages. They were the creepiest ones. Like, I thought the Nazi guys oh. were creepy. These guys were like full painted faces, oh, holding very modern guns. Are they also playing? The, Just they like, have to be also playing the part of the Viet of Vietnam too, right? In that case, they didn't have any. They, I don't no, think they had any. So they any. weren't playing. So they weren't in a war against anyone. They, no, they were. They were. What do you mean? Like they were going to be the Vietnamese? Yeah. There were no. There weren't any Vietnamese reenactors that I saw. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like, how did they? Oh, they were just creepy in there. That's why they're weird. That's super weird. That's why they're weird. And they all had like painted their faces. Oh my camo, god. Camo. And they would just they would just stand under trees. Do you think they just sat there and did a lot of acid? Because that they was definitely probably happening. With, oh yeah, they were just just in there doing heroin. I just rubbed my um, eyeliner. Yeah, you did. did. <laughs> it's all over your face. Good. But to to just I as a as someone who loves history. 
I get that you cannot have the yin without the yang. You cannot just show yeah. GIs and be like, nope, nothing bad to see here. Like, well, show it. Yeah, you can't be, you definitely can't. I mean, the, I guess the Vietnam War reenactors are a perfect example because they mean, can't reenact wait anything. Till they're dead. Just but wait also, like, till yes, most that's of them are dead. Really despicable. Yeah. And you know, it's like, you know, when I was talking to like the Confederates and the Union, it's like they, a lot of those guys play both. All, mm-hmm. all these people, for the most part, art collectors because they're in it for the history and they don't why though they're gonna play both it's a form of escapism why do people Mm. cosplay yeah i guess i mean that feels different to me though like the idea of acting out war feels very different well i think too that there is you know it's um uh just this desire to romanticize war. Yeah. It's like they're romanticizing, but they're not romanticizing it. And Mm -hmm. also like for a lot of people who are gun collectors Mm -hmm. of old timey Mm -hmm. guns and Mm -hmm. old timey warfare shit, that's their time to shine and show it off. And especially for costumers too. Like, yeah, there were so many military outfits were interesting and they had different variations. Like there were, people at this event that I went to dressed in American military uniforms I had never seen hmm. from like 1876 That's during something. And I was like, oh yeah, there's helicopters. Yeah. I was like, I'd never seen that specific military outfit before ever. Yeah. It looks so fucking weird. And it's just like, yeah, that stuff I understand and I get, but I think yeah, I mean, I'm still definitely going to role play. Yeah. If, I, look, look, it's a thing. For it's right now, thing. this person, we're just having fun talking, and yeah. it's fine. It's fun. Whatever. Cool. I understand. I live in Minnesota. What the hell's going to happen? Oh. Yeah. Well, but you never know. You know what? Planes planes exist. Yeah. I I'll mean, just, I'll just, uh, I'll run in a field and have someone chase yeah. me. Yeah. Everyone has a running in a field, getting chased dream. I mean. Mine's I'm just, sure. you know. Yeah. Historically accurate. (laughs) I am actually really interested in the concept of uniforms, though. Yeah. The one of the things that I think are is really interesting is like all the little badges and things like that become uh, symbols of different things and symbols of status and all of that. Yeah. But the thought that goes into creating each of the uniforms over time like this was created because they're going to go out in the winter or yeah this was created this way because uh otherwise you know their collar gets in the way of their gun like i don't know i'm just making something up i don't know things well but- you know big thing is that um during the revolutionary war is that um you could always tell the high-ranking British officials because the reds of their coats were so red mm. versus the infantry who's dyes had already worn out were more pink mm-hmm. so interesting so during the battle of bunker hill even though the americans lost we killed you know over a thousand of their men while mm-hmm. they killed only 400 and we killed high-ranking officers because we could tell by the color of their jackets their jackets so, so they literally they, they like put themselves out there without realizing exactly it. well and that's a really interesting thing right like we talked about uh last week with your sister and how she wants to blend in yeah i mean that's again goes back to the whole idea of like 
Um, Wait, so she's going to get shot? No. So no, it's like survival, right? It's like oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. people, if they don't want to like, they don't want to stand out. They don't want to wear all the sequins or they don't want to yeah. wear the reddest coat, whatever. You know, like there is some validity to... To being... being Feeling that like safety guard that, you know, that survival... Yeah instinct that kicks in that says no just blend in yeah you know and there was i remember going to this art show when i first went to art college massachusetts college of arts what's up and it was about the military and it was also about fashion Hmm. and camouflage always comes back into fashion when Mm -hmm. a country's at war Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Oh, that makes perfect and sense. That's, and that's one thing I love about yeah. fashion is how it's reflective of the society. Totally. Right? So you have like just historical wise, in the forties, shirt uh, skirts got shorter mm-hmm. because you couldn't use as much fabric because the fabric was going to the men overseas. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you can you can see this trend of when camo comes back. Mm-hmm. There's all there's like military. That's really interesting. Stuff going on. And you can do it also to a stand-up when there is a a real problem with the economy or with oh, yes. stuff. You can see the rise and fall of stand-up and how that works. I have to shift on my chair. It's my butt okay. Hurt. My butt hurt. <laughs> I really talked a lot about no, that was historical really cool. costuming. I think it's really cool. I mean, I think all of those those things are really interesting. So, like, one example... Our one, I guess, uh, thing that that makes me want to explore is where we're at with trends right now and how that reflects where we're at as a country. Like, yeah. the 90s are back in a really major way. Well, the I early think 2000s that, are back. I think really that right now, way. a big a big thing of our culture is nostalgia. Yes. And how we're obsessed. And not just, we're obsessed with going back to the yes. 80s. And the 70s. And the 70s, but... In the 60s. But right now, especially in our country, and just in our country is like this big, like, I want to go back to the way things were. So yes. you can see it being reflected in your fashion. That's a really and I good think, point. And I think, though, with fashion, there is always taking from history. Mm-hmm. I just think that right now it's a very intense and getting, like, like was, I said, that new were, metal shit's coming back. That was a very yeah. angry young men mm. music. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, that was like... Um, in a weird way, music at that time was sort of like satisfying the aggression that those men yeah. had or something. That's a really good point. Yeah, and a lot of that aggression is coming back. That male mm-hmm. aggression is yep. coming back. That like toxic masculinity yeah. is wearing its head again. And I think that, well, maybe you can think of it like the millenni- millennium pink. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a popular color because, you know, the women's, what's going on with women is really, is led a lot by millennials. There have been a lot of think pieces and things about millennial pink we should we could probably fill a whole episode yeah. about that but i think yeah i mean well and you look at things like what are some other trends so like mesh is really back what does that mean there's holes in our universe <laughs> <laughs> it's hot holes. out I it's hot out climate change okay climate you change. need that mesh is here for climate change that's what it is <laughs> we're all free in the nips because we're too goddamn hot in yeah. that bra yeah Go take off your bra feel the cool your nips are very sensitive, and that wind on it, it's going to feel great. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I mean, but these are, it is really interesting. Um, even some of the style of, like, I'm seeing little bits of it, like little bits of the style from, like, hair metal culture is coming yeah. back in, in small ways. But, like, 
you know, and, and also I have to remember that we're in LA where there are just certain people who never left that. And now I see them little, the they're bandanas and yeah. blonde goatees. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're 60, but you know, I mean, go, go for it, young man. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. Where, oh. where that? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I lost my train of thought because Lupe did a cute thing. She did a very good sigh. Oh, producer. Lupe's just sighing about how much she loves hair metal. Yeah, she's like, I love it. <laughs> always had a special place in her heart for Nikki Six. So. I, so I think, I don't know. I think there'll be something historical this year. Yeah. Yeah. You so, need to finish. I figured you didn't get to finish your. I don't know if I'm. I don't know oh, you if did we're really going to do story. the duty suit or not. Well, here's the thing, though. It's got to be should. a couple's costume. So I was thinking Rob could be the duty suit, but then I would do something else. So it's got a it's got a rhyme, obviously. So I realized the words I have to choose from. If I was going to make my own version, yeah, would be fruity suit. Yes, booty suit. I don't booty think, suit. I don't think I'm ready for that because I feel like in order to do booty suit, I'd have to cut the butt cheeks out. Yeah, just prints it. <laughs> I don't. Why think not? I, I don't know. I would do it. I don't know if I'm if I'm that like comfortable with having my bare ass out that way. However, I would totally wear a thong bathing suit. So you know, the world is a crazy place sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes we don't make sense. Maybe I will just wear. Uh, Maybe that'll you that'll do be the my Halloween butt. costume. Is just the prince yes. butt. Yes. <laughs> Please do it. I was actually, I'm not going to lie. I was Prince for Halloween in 2016 and it was <laughs> fucking awesome. I bet you were glorious. I So I ordered this, um, I ordered the cloud suit. So is there, they just mm. like, there's just like this generic cloud suit mm-hmm. and it's made off the purple rain cloud suit and I did it and I, uh, um, had the wig and I did some mustache and I did some nice contouring to my cheekbones. Yes. Did the great eyeliner. I, Prince and I have the same eyes. What can I say? <laughs> big and beautiful. I don't have to do too much work there. But yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I'm literally uh, my looking friend, at your Prince costume, right? Prince poster right behind you. My so. friend Mateo Lane, hilarious comedian, said I looked like a Latino Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should be Liberace. I should just be Liberace. Everybody should be Liberace. Frankly, could I be his boyfriend with all the that got all oh, the work done? That's that's. I should be a concept a this story. year. Just be a concept. Yeah, just be a a concept or an idea. Oh, I'll be the hyperlink or what is? <laughs> what was that tube thing that Elon Musk was working on? Oh, you you're gonna the be hyper that? tube. How are you gonna be that? Can I just be a hedge fund? Um. I'll be a yeah. hedge, and then yes. I'll just... I don't know. I don't know where fund money, I'll, dollar I'll signs. I'll just have some money. Yeah, a hedge just fund. Just a dollar... How about you're a hedge made of dollar signs? I'm a hedge fund. That would be a hedge fund. That would be good. So you're welcome, everybody, for this last minute yeah. costume idea. Yeah, if y'all want to be a hedge fund. I've seen some really good ones, though. I really, really enjoy when people come up with, like, fun, clever ideas for costumes. Oh, yeah. Like, there was one woman who did the... She was a naked Sims... From from Sims. From That's Sims. amazing. And she had like a headband that had the little diamond, little green diamond above. Yeah. And then she had like a nude colored um, body stocking that matched her skin color. And then she had like a basically like painted what looked like pix- like a pixelated thing bar over the crotch area. That's so good. It was really good. That's really good. I love that. Um, what are some other like clever costumes you've seen? Um... 
God, I can't even think anymore. Um, I would say one year, my favorite clever one I did, I was a black and white movie star. I just painted oh. myself in different shades of black and white. Oh, I love that. that yeah. Sounds and, like a 19, real and wore makeup. a 1940s dress. That sounds like a lot of makeup. Yeah. I want to say that the easily the best plus size costume I've ever seen. Yeah. Was um, somebody did palm, a palm bottle. Oh, the my God. Yeah. The cutest costume I've ever seen. That would be divine. I mean, I would love to do a divine have you costume. Done, have you been divine yet? I haven't been divine yet. I feel like that takes work. I want to be Fat Bjork in a swan dress. Yeah, I've been threatening to do that every can that year just for be, like a decade. Can that just be it? It's called Fat Bjork in a swan dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of my future memoir. Fat Bjork in a swan dress. Yes. I, yeah, I mean, I think like. I'll be, um, I'll be fat Christina Aguilera via 1999 yes. in the full jean, jean outfit. Yes. Or with the snake. Busting out. Oh, yeah. No, the snake's Britney Spears. This is, I'll be the Britney Spears snake. Remember when that was crazy? Her yes. wearing a bodysuit. Ugh, whatever. Yes. Guys, happy Halloween, everybody. I love Halloween. It Have is a fun, great time of year. Stay safe. I'm, uh, again, Jenny Zagrino on all the platforms. Yeah. what You're Jenny Zagrino on all the social medias. On the social. Are you still off Twitter? No, I had to get it back. You got back on. I'm not, I don't touch it, Peer but I'm back man. on it. I hate, I hate Twitter. I hate it so much. Twitter's stupid. Yeah, but now I just spend all my time on Instagram. Instagram's also Or terrible. Craigslist, looking for West Elm things. Ooh. Another story, another time. Next time we should talk about thrifting. Yes, mm. I'm very good at that. All right, yes. where? how can people find you? They can find me on uh, all the socials at Style Ethic. Yeah. And if you want to talk about ethical fashion, I'm your gal. Hell yeah. Find me there. And this week's icon was Jonathan Van Ness. Jonathan Van Ness, we love you. And I want to do your show. Put me on. I'm very funny. Oh, yeah. All I right. just want to, I just want to do my butt. hair. Oh, you will. Did you say touch his butt? Yes. Oh no! I just want oh, not the outside, just the, not not the inside outside, just like the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween. Oh wait, I gotta Next wash my week. hand. I butt on my hand. Oh God, do that! Wait, I did never get to my stripper story, so we'll cover that next, next time. time. We'll do the stripper story next time. Bye, oh, everybody. Never. Bye.